peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you all, listeners new and old alike. Check out Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan for my current links as well as to see the portfolio that I have currently online, including my website and merch store, different social medias, video hosting such as on YouTube, as well as a variety of alternatives. In a way, you can be up to date up to the minute finger on the pulse of the Beyond Top Secret Texan experience seeing all the uploads and new videos, new podcast episodes as they happen thank you all very much for those who are already following me on my social media hundreds and hundreds are joining the community every month And if you haven't already, check out Instagram. It is my flagship, and that is Instagram, at Beyond Top Secret Texan, all one word, lowercase. Twitter is also kicking up. It's also picking up a lot of speed, a lot of of momentum. As we invade UFO Twitter, as we invade UAP Twitter, with the truth... And hopefully we set them free from their small-minded 2D Freemasonic checkerboard thinking. Help us in this invasion of Twitter by going to at Top Secret Texan. Or typing in Beyond Top Secret Texan. Or hashtag Beyond Top Secret Texan to find the official Beyond Top Secret Texan Twitter account. And it says Beyond Top Secret Texan Official Hunt. Check out TikTok. Currently banned from TikTok for operating on my phone. Now, this is weird. When I upload TikTok as an app 
on my mobile device, I cannot access any login screen to my account. And the way it works, you can't browse or even use TikTok past its first initial loading screen if you do not log in. It does not let me create a new account. It does not let me access any of the uh, Google accounts I have on it. Nothing. It doesn't even let me type, right? It's not that I have the wrong account information. It doesn't even let me access the screen. It freezes. And that is only on this mobile device, meaning that they already have my IP address. They already have my phone's information. It's digital forensic identity, serial number, make, model, etc., they know that my content is problematic. They have already deplatformed one channel at three or thirty-seven thousand followers and seven hundred and sixty million Carl Sagan style three hundred or seven hundred and sixty million with a capital M video views. And they definitely are shadow banning me currently. But there is still a channel to view and subscribe. That's at Beyond Top Secret Texan. Underscores between Beyond Top Secret and Texan. Or you can search hashtag Beyond Top Secret Texan to pull up my videos, which would lead you directly to my account. Or you can use Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan to find my TikTok, which is Shadow Band. Like a motherfucker. And it's specifically because I speak a truth that is too awesome to control and too awesome to contain and causes too much of a cognitive dissonance within the mainstream media mind and my political activism of simply existing within the light not in a spiritual sense but in an actual truth exposure torchbearer lighthouse personification city built on a hill shining my light for everyone to see pulling them from the darkness that the masters of TikTok which is the communist Chinese party the CCP Red China has to use their massive cyber social media control apparatus to silence me. And it's because of that that yes, this one incident that I am the now the enemy of the CCP.
I know that they are a part of the Earth Alliance. I know that there will be no real conflicts between the USA and Red China. I know this with 100% confidence. And any conflict that does occur will be a proxy theatrical movement in show of forces just like the Cold War but in the Pacific I know this from my time within my own nation's intelligence community and knowing the true secret of China that it is owned and operated by the Rothschilds and serves only as a false dualism or a false uh, dialectic of Marxist conflict theory to intentionally subvert and oppress and destroy the population and cultural powerhouse that was dynastic imperial China which rules now a population arguably the same size as its former imperial domain but kept to the shadows and kept to the underground in the version of organized crime and Pacific, Asian, and international syndicates known as the Triads, the Yakuza, the Snakeheads, and the Black Lodge of Tibet. These organizations have assassins on payroll numbering in the hundreds of thousands. They have control over major billion-dollar industrial and infrastructure corporations, businesses, and cartels. They're involved in the drug trade ever since the opium wars and the flood of narcotics internationally is all part of it. From this civil war in China between imperial dynastic dragon family Chinese who now exist in Fortress Hong Kong as well as Fortress Singapore and the United States of America collectively as the Taiwanese versus the Rothschild-owned Red China, the Red Shield-owned Red China, 
that is seeking to completely subvert any race through its own totalitarian incorporation, its hybrid blend of communism and capitalism that we are seeing currently in the Xi Jinping regime. The Rothschild owned, Red Shield owned, Red China. This has no front line. Yet there is not one area of the world that this conflict does not extend towards. It is not an ethnic conflict, even though it is between the ethnicities commonly known as the Chinese, but obviously academic and higher anthropological research, sociological research, would know that China is a diverse, incredibly diverse, almost in unimaginably diverse nation of thousands of different tribes speaking hundreds of different dialects and multiple dozens of languages that were unified by force through imperial sagas of struggle known collectively as the Wars of the Three Kingdoms. Zhengdao, the nation in the middle as it is known is a crossroads that has existed for 10,000 years uninterrupted. It is a mystery wrapped in an enigma and sealed in a riddle. It is not the Han Chinese racist hegemony that exists in the red Chinese government it is not any one ethnicity although currently all media and power within central mainland China is now controlled by the Han Chinese it is rather through the imperial loyalties oaths and initiations either into the Communist Party or into the Imperial Family, which is the organized crime syndicates of the Triad and the Black Lodge of Tibet. That speaks to your loyalty with British, American, Australian, all manner of Indo-Pacific, Russian, European, and now African, now African, and increasingly South American and Hispanic American, like Caribbean, influence and addition 
Yes, the triads even have bases of operation strongholds in Mexico, for example, as well as Pacific South American nations like Chile and Colombia. You know, Panama, for example. China is very, very involved in Panama in both both the Chinese Communist and the you know, uh, Imperial Taiwanese. Or Imperial Taiwanese, Chinese operating as the Taiwanese in support of their proxy organized crime cartels. Which operate just as heavily and just as frequently in the Western Hemisphere as they do in the Eastern Hemisphere many, many of the times. Now, why do I bring this up? Because this is an introduction into the circumstances for the reasons why I'm going to be speaking about these red Chinese infiltrators and agents and in many ways invaders in terms of their history with the United States of America and Texas and specifically Texas and how through the years of playing both sides and not responding to the civil war between these two Chinese factions as equal foreign invasions of Texas that we saw them as lucrative business dealings as an international global player. We were not alone in these decisions. In fact, every nation of the world has followed this path. But the evidence is clear that now, due to the escalation and intensity of conflicts to open state warfare between these two opposing nationalities at this point and no longer rival political parties within one self-same, self-contained identity now that it has progressed over the century to two distinct peoples, two distinct cultures, two distinct identities, allowing for the permission of organized homicide and tribal war at the point of mass casualty and mass collateral damage against what is effectively direct family, direct kin to that tribal identity this murderous human sibling rivalry spilling over the cups of wrath and staining all of the playing board 
Texas included, culminating after four years of escalated tensions and hostilities on the back of eight years of escalated territorial aggression, which is on the back of eight years of rapid military expansion on the back of eight years of ironically extremely politically favorable treatment and status as a privileged ally of a nation. And I can go back further but that already brings us between the 90s as Bill Clinton's administration effectively paved the road for a foundation built on a house of cards but one that established the, such a forward momentum that the results are what we have today. The Chinese under the Clinton administration and even before were given favorable partner status to such that they were able to create sister cities which are diplomatically self-same guarantees of communication, straight channels of diplomacy and they were given preferred business investment opportunities to help build bridges and ties between the two countries. Such is the population of the Chinese in Texas. For example, it numbers 150,000 Chinese nationals, which is only 0.06% of the state's population. But the communist Chinese invest $7 billion into the Texas economy directly into its refineries, ports, and natural resources. Texas identically invests $9 billion annually into Chinese national infrastructure nine billion dollars nine billion dollars of Texas money capital goes into the Chinese national infrastructure as part of a dual investment partnership. Texas supports communist China who is anti-Christian who is anti-Muslim who is anti-Fulon Gong who is anti-ethnic minority who is anti-ghosts who is anti-gays anti-liberal America to the core and not only that increasingly anti-American increasingly vocal and saber-rattling 
So this partnership has been put on hold. And as of late, since the ending... Alright, let's keep going on to the timeline. Because this was in the 90s, that they were given such favorable status. But with the Bush and 9-11 era war on terror, while China was a partner in the war on terror, the USA started to build foreign bases and escalate its developments of foreign lands and deployment of special forces, naval, ships, and air force assets. Strictly in the pursuit of Pacific Muslim extremists. This was already in the territory and stomping grounds of the CIA since the days of the Vietnam War and was merely a overt officiation of what was a covert United States security operation our clandestine CIA operation. Where once flew CIA reconnaissance planes that were not on record as anything more than cargo or courier aircraft delivering mail to missionaries, quote-unquote, and shipping all God-knows heroin in opium and far-out fucking drugs that they could all across the Golden Triangle, now flew Navy and Air Force planes performing electronic surveillance and warfare against the Chinese who were also pushing out towards their territorial neighbors. Building islands, etc., The saber-rattling continued into the Obama era while the escalation of the Chinese infrastructure escalated saber-rattling and national jingoism between Barack Obama-era CIA-controlled executive branch U.S. federal government figureheads would have propelled the national momentum that currently or that was soon exploited by Donald Trump. This American aggression and hostility towards what was once considered an extremely valuable trade partner was specifically from the federal government only as up to this point US government in the form of the state government the 50 states and city governments were still in bed with communist Chinese business assets with diplomatic assets with various envoys 
and personalities. In this four-year interim of the Trump era, the Chinese, for example, threw a mysterious, anonymous, or rather secretive Chinese billionaire who spent $110 million to quietly buy up land near Fort Hood and many other places in Texas where they intended to put wind farms and various industrial and infrastructure assets. And these just isn't, this this just isn't xenophobic speculation or disproportionate, you know, sky is falling, doom is saying. A quick Google search, for example, land in Texas owned by Chinese landowners, brings in these first page mainstream media headlines from Forbes.com. Why a secretive Chinese billionaire bought 140,000 acres of Texas land. And since 2016, a company owned by Xinjiang-based real estate tycoon Sun Gongjin has spent an estimated $110 million U.S. buying up land in Texas as a headline. From the DailyMail.co.uk, all the way from jolly old England, Texas bans secretive Chinese billionaire from buying wind farm. Texas banned secretive Chinese billionaire who spent $110 million quietly buying up land from setting up a 15,000-acre wind farm. From change.org, China buys 130,000 acres in Texas near Fort Hood. They are currently trying to purchase another 100,000 acres in the same area of West Texas. From TexasBorderBusiness.com Why is China buying Texas? This article was written in March 2021. And like I said, the hostilities towards China, Communist China in Texas, and the hostilities of Communist China towards Texas accelerated to a point break that occurred in 2019 to 2020 during the last years of the Trump administration when he finally put the military uh, authority to support Taiwan um, aggressively. And this was in connection to Seoul, South Korea, uh, becoming a literally a $250 billion military state and um, the Japanese changing governments 
and the emperor, who is a pacifist and signed by peace treaty to not start another war, abdicated his throne so that now Japan can legally start another war. And this is within the constitution, the, the agreement they signed the peace treaty during after World War II. Um, it's extremely important to understand that this is extremely important to understand is that Japan can now fight wars again with the United States as an ally. The last time they were able to do so, they started World War II. And that is something to not underestimate as an island people. Um, they did it once, they can do it again. Like the Japanese, I think a lot of people forget <laughs> just how frightening they can be. Um, but yes, the Japanese are firmly in the American allies, our ally alliance against the Chinese government, which gives us the backbone and the strength in the Pacific to start viewing, and I know this is all political theater for the Goyam and for the lower level uh, lay people and the societies they're in, the tribes that they call themselves Americans and everyone else in the world by relation um, in this Rothschild Rockefeller owned corporation that we call the world um, that this is all just political theater and that extraterrestrials really wouldn't allow us to nuke each other but it's also by grand design in the timeline because there does need to be a nuclear war in our timeline so that we learn the true wrath of an apocalyptic world war so that we go full peace mode and declare it into all that inter-tribal, inter-country inter conflict which was, you know, the curse, the original sin of uh, warfare and, and teaching the arts of war which are black magic to mankind from fallen angels, aliens evil, you know, corrupted, defeated aliens that raised humanity as an army to try to replace their own. Um, so this is basically going to have to happen. So China is elected to be the nation to nuke America because America was the nation to nuke Japan. Um, they may even nuke Japan as well. Japan being ceremonial, ceremonially the place of the rising sun and that also kick-starting the new era, new century. Um, that is something that I've yet to uh, actually investigate myself, whether, which will be which, right? San Francisco in the east or, or in the west of the coast of America or um, Japan again, Tokyo in the east. But China has been elected to be the one to launch the next nuclear weapons, and this is because of the timelines having to play out the way they are. This is all theater. This is all absolutely theater, and the uh, timelines are playing out how they desire them to. But the aggression within Texas is very real, and this leads into what occurred in 2021, which was one month before this article was published. The Great Winter Storm of Texas, February 2021. This winter storm brought literally the coldest temperatures to Texas that I have ever felt as a lifelong 
citizen of Texas, and they said 30 years plus, which was easy to believe, but I believe it was also a century storm bringing in such a cold polar vortex that it absolutely froze every square mile of Texas at one point, which is unheard of given our vastness and how southerly we are. This was not to speak lightly of how cold it got in the rest of the nation, but the event that occurred due to this amazing polar vortex was unlike, was was unshared by anyone else. This was unique to Texas. That is the Texas Power Grid, which is unique to Texas, called ERCOT. Shut down and it was intentionally shut down after performance issues alarmed, quote-unquote, performance issues alarmed the controllers of such who had the authority to make that decision. And they shut down the power grid for three continuous days in my specific location but for many others it was weeks to describe the arctic conditions I am not overstating this there were tiktok videos of people's aquariums in their apartments freezing solid It was so cold, officially hundreds died of frostbite and exposure, hypothermia, or preventable accidents directly result in black ice conditions. The true official death toll does not include conditions which were untreatable due to the power outages of local first responder outposts and operations as well as the people who were lost at hospitals the people who were lost due to their own illnesses. Magnifying the impact of the hardship of those days. Diabetes patients, for example, who could not go through dialysis. were not counted in the official debt toll. But since then, it has been a pronounced and I mean almost significantly noticeable absence of people
and while there'll always be a sea to replace them, many people, many people lost someone during that winter storm. I estimate the death toll to be around 5,000 to 10,000 people. Various elderly, the homeless, the disabled. Whose home medical devices and other needs were prevented from being met with fatal consequences. Such as those that needed medication. Who were prevented from doing who preventing from getting it or getting it resupplied to them are those who were even killed with heart attacks or whatever kind of physical exertion based deaths because the power grid that they had been promised was reliant and reliable hardened and able to handle the necessary power requirements of all emergency situations that Texas would face in my opinion and in my research was not a unpreventable shutdown caused by the inferior technical upkeep of a grid that runs independently from the federal grid and thus was at risk of a massive failure that would have caused quote-unquote months-long statewide power shutdowns reducing us to the stone ages because of our own inferior infrastructure and lack of quality control when it comes to this heavy industrial need for sophisticated 21st century state to have I firmly believe that it was a cyber attack or industrial sabotage effort by Chinese infiltrators or agents or even simply the corruption of the very sole person who had authority over such decisions the leader of ERCOT at the time who made the personal decision to shut down the power grid not acting on the state's behalf and not acting even solely on the Democrats behalf to make say for example the Republicans look bad for their refusal to join the federal power grid and thus their refusal to side with the powerful Clinton, Bush, and Obama era, now Biden era, Democrats who run the executive branch in the federal government, they 
were not the ones in charge. The Chinese, the communist Chinese were, as a retributive revenge act of industrial sabotage for Texas turning their back on literally 40 years of diplomacy between Texas as an independent and powerful foundation of American culture and existence, economic existence, in turn, for the Taiwanese in keeping against promises of previous goodwill. Once the United States government turned on the communist Chinese in 2019 to 2020 and sided fully with the Taiwanese and the Black Lodge of Tibet in Imperial China in the form of the triads once the federal U.S. government fell into the hands of these triads who are opposed to communist China Texas turned suit as well in lockstep as did all 50 states and this has led to this type of covert infiltration and activation of sleeper cells and various other organized criminal syndicates that could easily perform actions against the power grid as it stands. A quick YouTube search, for example, sabotage or hacking the power grid, will show you videos from mainstream news sources. I believe Dateline is the video that comes up immediately as the most popular if you do view counts. And it's over seven years old, showing a team of professional quote-unquote industrial hackers, white hat hackers, who test power grids' vulnerabilities to personal, boots-on-the-ground, real-life infiltration and industrial sabotage. Literally hacking, attacking, and, and, you know, crossing wire, crossing the gate, getting inside buildings, getting into computers, turning them on, logging in, getting into the files, you know, pressing buttons and making this making things happen and they are able to do so at a remarkable frequency with a remarkably high success rate because of the vulnerabilities of the power grid and inf- and industrial sectors based on the security regulations and laws and economics of these things as they play out in a society that's getting very very comfortable with their own personal safety and security. We have not, Texas as a state, has not had to operate with an internal enemy of a rival tribe or nationality or ideology since the Comanche Wars of the 1830s. We have not had to operate with internal enemies attacking our power grid, infiltrating our politicians, um pursuing corruption in various business applications like the real estate, for example, or the or the green energy sector, the alternative energy sector, 
are fighting us in a hybrid mosaic warfare where it's not uh, firing you know, weapons at each other downrange or putting troops on the ground, but it's investing billions of dollars into ports and into refineries. It's putting businesses in charge of community developments. It's um, creating the strange bedfellows that exist specifically in the 21st century, which is communist China and its business moguls, it's billionaires in a capital in a communist nation, it's capitalist billionaires purchasing hundreds of thousands of acres of land at a time and exploiting the fact that in America, Texas specifically, money talks and big business is given privilege to operate carte blanche as kings of personal property especially rural property because we have never before had a system where foreign powers would exploit that weakness having already spent the last 40 years as allies because we would never openly allow an enemy to do that let me specify that we would never openly allow an enemy a hostile nation to purchase land in Texas if America didn't agree on it. We usually follow our marching orders internationally by the federal government. And we've also never been at war with our federal government before, at least in this convention and this hybrid unconventional sense. But since 2020, we are. It's <laughs> specifically since 2022 where the Republican ruling party of Texas declared the Biden regime and cabinet illegitimate due to the false and rigged election, which is an official stance that Texas now currently takes via Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and thus the state legislature. So the point of Texas now is that it openly is defiant to both communist China and the, the Social Democratic ruling party of Texas controlled by the Biden regime, which is, or the Obama regime, which is the Clinton regime, which is the Bush regime, which is the CIA. So basically the federal government, which is the D.C. invading corporate um, committees and bureaucrats that rule over 50 states that they do not live in. Now this forward occupying federalist government is sending agents, it's actively uh, trying to, um, like I've spoken about in the Jade Helm episode, map out the area with its military assets, etc., and, and understand that Texas, like China, is fucking impossibly large and grand in scale and scope as to populations and geography. In terms of a land area, it's like you know, it's extremely um, labyrinthian and just like every other country that of such a size and with 25 million people of that population, you know, it's not impossible to infiltrate 
In fact, it's actually been proven to be extremely easy to infiltrate by the Chinese in much the same way that they've infiltrated African nations of similar proportions and Southeast Asian nations of similar proportions, as well as economic powerhouses. Yeah, what separates us is our amazing ability, as the fact that we are in America, that we are, we are actually, um, our hands are both tied by that principle that we are Americans, and now for the fact that we are bonded to this, and so that our actions are very, very precariously balanced as a state. And it's very obvious that we're in, it's impossible to act without severe repercussions from both these powerful interests, which were allowed to operate by the, the fact that we couldn't stop them from doing so without seeming extremely suspicious. Until now, and, and the evidence is clear, the writing is on the wall for anyone paying attention. For example, the migrant crisis, the border crisis since the Biden regime started, is a direct punishment by, uh, to the rebellious Republican regime that runs Texas as an independent nation currently for the last year, or the last two years. And the immigrant crisis, which is in which is enforced by the federal government's border patrol agency overruling the Texas State Guard and Texas police is now a political proxy war it is literally a war of authority and um, jurisdiction it is literally a open conflict of bureaucrats and their armed proxy agents in terms of um, overseeing the, the 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 national and and you know versus the state policies and cultural attitudes, and it is building. It is definitely building into a civil war because it's literally like two opposing forces from two opposing armies, but kept checked by a ceasefire, just like when the Taliban and the U.S. Army were shoulder to shoulder. Um, during the uh, evacuation of Bagram Air Base. Like, it is literally, they are not firing at each other. They are keeping a peace, but they are ideologically two very opposed and elementally hostile forces who could very easily turn into a foreign occupier versus uh, national freedom fighter type situation. Like, this could easily go hot, but for the sake of the last... 200 years of uh, federal domination over the Texas culture um, which is you know not to be underestimated that Texas itself does not openly want to uh, engage in hostilities with the federal government because of the Pax Americana or the Manifest Destiny social contract that we've all signed and we view our culture as one and unified we don't want there to be a civil war We've been indoctrinated to view civil wars as the worst possible occurrence within a state due to our past horrendous, bloody, um, mass disaster of a civil war, which was actually a Catholic foreign invasion, much like the federal government's social democrat communist foreign invasion is occurring now, or much like the Chinese foreign invasion is occurring now. Um... Then it went hostile, and foreign armies were paid as mercenaries to invade the the nation and the homeland, um, which was the Confederacy. 
in the guise of the Union. Now, Chinese infiltrators, agents, UN agents, internationalist agents, um, such as in the Carlisle Group or in the Bilderberg Group or in uh, the you know Federalist Interest, the CIA, for example, U.S. military, um, which it sits on a very unique status and position in all this. But the people who run ports, uh, Maersk, for example, Maersk Mercantile is huge in Texas. Uh, the Bullwinkle oil rig construction operation, for example, in 1988 was owned by Taiwan, for example. This is the level I'm talking about when it comes to foreign investment inside Texas's infrastructure. Texas would not exist if it was not for the fucking Chinese in many elemental ways. And it's strictly because of huge business. Huge business. And it's because Texas is allowed to sit on its natural resources based on national security interests by the federal government and the United States of America. It was considered literally one-third, one-third, one-full-third of all of America's natural resources was Texas. And that includes manpower for the military. Um, that includes, you know, beef. That includes livestock, food, uh, produce. That includes land. That includes lumber. All of it. Cotton. Um, helium, you know, gold, all that good shit. All of it comes through one-third from Texas. That's an easy way to understand it. <laughs> Which is also why the federal government wants to push into Alaska. Because currently Texas is withholding, now currently withholding fully, its natural resources from the federal government. And if the federal government is trying to take an active and hostile stance against the communist Chinese... It better do so with Texas on board. Now, Texas sits on a point where it's <coughs> it definitely is at odds with the federal government, but it's also definitely at odds with the Chinese communist government. And this has been pronounced, for example, when the Chinese consulate in Houston burned. Now, the Chinese consulate in Houston was the Chinese... <coughs> Uh, spy base, basically. It was the it was the home base with state recognition and protection by the fucking triads, the Chinese mafia that operates out of Houston. And it operates nationally out of Houston and San Francisco and um, New York City. The three Chinatowns that rule the world. And the ones in New York City, the ones in Houston, Texas, and the ones in San Francisco. And that basically is, if you want to find the Chinese Mafia, you go to Houston, you go to San Francisco, you go to New York City, you will find the Chinese Mafia. They are there. They are absolutely given protective status because, like I said, the Chinese triads, etc. But Texas is at war with the Chinese, and so this happened. The Chinese consulate burned down. And it burned down because they burned it down themselves to hide the evidence they hide the evidence of their own paperwork, etc., their own infiltrations, their business dealings, because it's all centrally collected as a state venture. This is a war effort of theirs. All the business dealings in Texas, all the land uh, purchases, it was all written down, it was all strategized. The documentation was there that this was a grand plan. This was a strategy of theirs to start controlling significant strategic areas of Texas. Specifically to supply green, quote-unquote, green energy, federally supplemented by the U.S. government, who was at the time um, going to be the Social Democrats, the, the Biden regime, <laughs> and they were going to be working hand-in-hand. Hand. 
in many ways, the Biden regime did not want to change, but because it was completely destroyed, it was forced to change. Now, remember this, that the Biden regime is only a puppet of a shadow of a fraction of itself. And very recently, this is all currently happening. This is all developing. The cards are all being played, right? One at a time. I'm just calling a game of uh, poker as you see it happening. And the Social Democrats have already been basically dealt out of the game. It's very much like poker where people are not eliminated, but they're dealt out. They lose their hand and they lose the... Um, chances they have of winning a hand, right? It's not so much who loses, but who wins the hand. And the winning hand is now currently in the Republican power regime, um, especially in Texas. So both their enemies, exactly, the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. And the uh, mantra holds very true when dealing with the Democrats and with the Communist Chinese. The Democrats may say that they're enemies of Communist China, but their actions speak louder than words. And the Democrats were the ones who welcomed communist China and the Clinton regime into Texas for the last 40 years, creating things like the Sister City Program. Now, this part is a little weird. To speak about how close Texas used to be, but how it isn't now, you need not look any further than Wikipedia. If you type in Sister Cities Texas into Wikipedia you will see a list of Texas cities with foreign cities as their sister cities. This is, like I said, a diplomatic relationship between industrialists and, like, the Chamber of Commerce and financiers and investors and things like that. They send teachers across abroad and everything. It's all this. It's a very uh, uh, overt political sign of goodwill, right? Very internationalist, very globalist. Up till about 2019-2020, the Communist Chinese, the Red Chinese government, had sister cities in all of the major Texas cities. And it was publicly listed and it was proudly proclaimed that the Chinese and Texans were allies. And, if you, and now you look at it on Wikipedia and they don't mention on the list of sister cities in Texas Wikipedia page a single... Chinese city outside of Austin Fort Worth Houston Laredo San Antonio South Lake I believe that's the extent of it. Now, they would like you to believe that it's just some of many. Some of many. But I can tell you that if you look into the Chinese side of it, you see that there are dozens and dozens more listed. From Waco to Brownsville to El Paso to Corpus Christi, Texas. Almost every major city, town, or named community in Texas has a sister community partnership with Communist China. 
This is, like I said, contrary to the fact that they are anti-Christian, anti-freedom of speech, publicly anti-American, and has only switched and converted now. Like I said, they've scrubbed it. They've scrubbed almost everything clean from it. But if you do a little little bit of uh, searching, a little bit of Google Foo, you can find headlines like Houston-Shanghai Sister City Relationship Highlighted a new multimedia exhibit marking 40 years of U.S.-China diplomatic ties. Published by the Shanghai People's Association for Friendship with Foreign Countries. Texas is in bed with China, and it has been in bed with China for 40 years. There's an ample amount of evidence to suspect that many of Texas' most important infrastructure areas of interest, such as the ports, the refineries, all matter of business, the railways, the power grid, the internet connections to the state etc everything from the water treatment plants have participated in have been courted by or scouted out by communist China red China assets agents and infiltrators and in that 40 years sleeper cells could have embedded themselves multi-generationally. That's four or not, sorry, that's two generations from immigrant in the 90s or late 80s to fully naturalized citizen ready to be activated at the order of the Red Chinese government or now the Taiwanese government. For whereas the red Chinese government has been expressly considered a hostile party or an enemy of Texas, very publicly so, that the Taiwanese are given that same preferred status once again. Coming out of this, the victor, if anyone could be called such, but it's through this United States alliance with Taiwan that has prevented the communist Chinese from becoming crucial to any import or export situation of technologies or industrial goods materials or professionals that they hoped to one day gain a solid chokehold on Texas's urban centers with and with the ceasing and um, and and stopping of their purchases of land in sensitive security areas they seem to have been get given the red light instead of the green light in terms of Texas domestic Aristocrats and their leasing of land, that most vital of Texas resources. 
stopping a little bit short of seizing that land. In the, in the name of national security, though. Another reason to believe that it was intentional sabotage is that the Texas power grid was said to have failed or going into critical failure conditions at an estimated 70 gigawatts of power. This heightened need of production in terms of sustained energy was declared too much for the national or for for the state's local power grid, the ERCOT grid, (laughs) given its reliance on conventional fossil fuels. But in reality, Texas is a hybrid power system with heavy investments in green energy, such as windmills, much at the suggestion and lobbying from the former communist influencers, the big business influencers, as well as social democrats. The new dealers, the green dealers, these windmills froze solid. And thus, they failed at providing further energy needs and quotas allotted to coastal communities such as my own. That much is very true. But even then, conventionally, the pre-existing power grid could easily have met those needs. And all real examination by engineers suggests that it was not going towards a massive critical failure that would have taken months to correct and restart across the state. That Texas was not on a razor's edge of Stone Age post-apocalyptic existence due to a polar vortex but was actually running within ideal conditions as proven this year in this winter 2022 merely one year later having achieved 90 gigawatts of sustained activity during the most recent polar storm with no reported power outages which is nationally phenomenal given that there's 25 million citizens over enough square miles to equal the country of Germany for a state in the USA that is a phenomenally successful and efficient power grid as every week hundreds of thousands if not millions of people are left without power just due to the conventional seasonal storms and natural disasters of the intense American meteorological country side like the the, the environment that we exist in you know, it's very demanding on infrastructure. It's very demanding on power grids. And Texas is not isolated in that. Due to the fact that no other state during that time from the west or east coast 
our northern Canada border had their power grid shut down intentionally due to the same fears. The responsibility surely comes to rest on the individual in charge of ERCOT during the winter storm. Who I believe was a political political sleeper agent under order from a higher authority seeking to sabotage and indirectly attack the state of Texas as revenge for the political independence it asserted either against the federal social democrat system or the communist Chinese red communist cultural invasion and as both were resisted and put an end to within the last three years by Governor Greg Abbott and the Republican Texas regime the escalations of both natural disasters to Texas such as drought conditions the polar storm and other silent weapons, silent weapon is weaponized weapons of mass destruction, such as the geo weather modifications, the geo engineering wars that they can use through chemtrails and through harp, as well as the economic warfare against Texas in the mass immigrant surge, where they're agents and assets in the Central American countries are flooding Texas <laughs> in the hopes at waging generational migrant warfare to disrupt our statistics and political representation as well as disrupt our economies and labor forces by adding in millions of criminals of undereducated, ignorant, primitive savages from nations where they are considered such as well and kicked out of for being so. Unlike America, in El Salvador, if you're a pedophile, your options are to be gang raped to death in prison or to get your ass kicked out of the country. They are purchased as human slaves and cattle by the coyotes and gang lords of their area, typically of MS-13, and sold to American associations and human trafficked like sheep in these mass human cattle drives from Central America up to the Texas border where they are allowed entry by the social democrat fascist forces of the border patrol under the order of the now destroyed they just don't know it yet fully last gasp shadow of a fraction of a force percent of the social democrat regime This will cycle out. 
within the next five years, this will cycle out again. As time is moving very fast in these political efforts. Within ten years, the world will be very, very different. As the Chinese are seen for who they are, They may not even exist as a state. And this may have been their red dawn moment. It is always darkest before dawn. Even a red dawn. And just like at the end of the red dawn era of the late 80s, the Soviet Union utterly collapsed, imploding on itself. Just like I predict Red China will. I also predict Hong Kong will be their Berlin Wall And that moment in history will repeat itself as Hong Kong kicks out the Chinese forces by mass popular force. Hopefully it will be a bloodless coup, as was the fall of the Soviet Union. But given the need for revenge based on a karmic level due to Tiananmen Square... and the various genocides and oppressions unreported on by Western media, their lapdogs, that the Red Chinese are guilty of, in every city of theirs, on every stretch of their country, every square acre of their nation is stained in blood of their own people for the crimes of being Christians for the crimes of speaking your mind these ideological views should never have been allowed in Texas we have our own problems that need correcting and it includes the purging of the parties that let this happen to begin with who saw only dollar signs and who sold out what was the people's inheritance to foreign gods but hopefully the people may reclaim the profits of these ventures and the industry and the infrastructure which they have given us taking it back from those who wish to steal it from us the sweat that created it the labor and lives that went to 
bolting it together, literally turning the ratchets, tightening the bolts of oil rigs that would profit them billions of dollars while giving none of it back. and treating the Texas people as third-world primitives to exploit the same as they would the citizens of Kenya, Nigeria, or Indonesia. And just like historically, if you would look at an African nation kicking out a foreign aggressor, the Chinese, with extreme prejudice and nationalizing the very tools of piracy that were being used to exploit and rape their lands. And you would view that with support. You would view their extremes and as desperation for liberty and as the honest expression of freedom. while I am a pacifist and an advocate of world peace violence against the communist Chinese and the red Chinese their military and their police their government officials and their banksters all of it would be welcome as rain in a drought Remember Thomas Jefferson when he said <coughs> Remember Thomas Jefferson when he said that blood is liberty's natural manure. And thank you very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan speaking about and theorizing about the power grid shutdown of the ERCOT Texas power grid on the polar storm of 2021 that cost the lives of hundreds and estimated thousands of people costing the state billions of dollars in damages and my theory and reasoning for it being the direct revenge sabotage operation by a foreign hostile power organized on a level that rivaled and could only have been the United States Federal Social Democrats are the Red Chinese Communist Party. In revenge for Texas turning on them politically 
to seek their own independence or its own independence under the Republican regime. And as Texas gears for a political push towards independence known as Texit, the first shot in this revolution will be historically known by the beyond top secret Texan as the power grid disaster of 2021. This is the 21st century war zone. There are no front lines. There are no warning shots with silent weapons for silent wars. The Cold War may be over, but it's just been replaced. Different actors, different names, and it's starting over. And it's starting to get good. Thank you all out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very much. Peace out. <laughs>